season four time. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogeboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First off, we have my wonderful co-host. Sal Thompson. You can find me on Instagram at Sal Thompson, and John didn't mention it, but you can find him on Instagram at John Hogeboom. I was on such a good streak of mentioning myself. <laughs> you were. Sure. How are you, John? I'm doing really well. Um, the weather in Michigan has taken a turn to being somewhat nice. We went from like negative 10 a couple weeks ago to now we're up close to 70, which is unbelievable swing. But uh, I've been running outside in shorts and t-shirts, so I really cannot complain. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm down here in Florida. I was outside yesterday. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to the the like beach club that they have here. And so for 30 minutes, I was lying face down reading, or no, we were playing cards. And I was like, do you think I should put on sunscreen right now? My girlfriend was like, no, the UV is not that high. It should be fine. Anyway, I ended up putting it on 30 minutes later. And later in the day, I sat down. I was like, God, my legs are burning. I stood up and looked at myself in the mirror. And there's like a hard line between like pasty white, which is where my swim trunks were, and bright red, like all over the back of my legs. So I am... I don't even know how to describe it. I'm You're like covered in baked. aloe. Basically, yeah. I'm like a black and white cookie, but instead it's red and pasty, pasty white. So, <laughs> Well, Saul, we are not alone in the podcast studio today. Would you like to introduce our very special guest? Absolutely. We have a, a pioneer for the, the sneakerhead culture. Certainly somebody striking out and, and giving, giving the, the good name of sneakerheads everywhere uh, onto the big screen. We have none other than Andrew Fung, CSA award winner. Father of two, legendary sneakerhead, and actor who plays Kim Chi on Kim's Convenience. How are you, Andrew? I'm great, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for the wonderful intro. Thank you. For <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah. joining us. Saul and I are both really excited about this episode, and yeah. um, we're really looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better and hearing about your sneaker collection. Yeah, of course. How are you? I'm good, man. I. Uh... <laughs> I woke up, struck out in some dunks this morning, you know, same. like yep, you got to start the day off <laughs> strong with some L's. Yep. Um, Cause like, you know, for, for listeners, I'm up in Canada. So, we, I, you know, we don't have, we don't have sneakers, the sneakers mm -hmm. app the same way. And so our stock allocations always like really low. So I've heard that. Like, yeah. We'll see numbers in the U S of like in the, the, the thousands, like the, like the 50, 60,000 pairs. And then like for us, it's like 1000 pairs, no size 10 and a half. Like it's just like, it's like so random, right? Um, yeah, so so it's, it's it's a struggle to get the releases up here. I can't, Do you I have can't. any like Great White North Joe, some dude who's sitting on like 75 pairs and flexing them? <laughs> Whose mom uh, is the VP at Nike? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that hit the world, man. That like, that like rocked the sneaker oh world, gosh. that news. Um, Ugh. we, our, our resale game up in Canada is like pretty, like, there's like, there's a smaller number and there's like okay. the minor resellers who just like resell like one or two pairs they get, yeah. they go after it the same way. They go out in raffles, they try to get a pair, they flip it. Um, and then there's like, you know, the resellers that we know and, and don't love. And they're the ones that have, you know, 50, 60, a hundred, 200 pairs. They're less, there's like less of them in Canada just because okay. it's like. Okay. It's so hard to get. And like, 
when you look at the Foot Locker launch release in the U.S. market, you'll see like towns I've never heard of get releases. Oh, it's crazy. Where, yeah. It's it's wild. Whereas in Canada, like if your Foot Locker is not like a top tier Foot Locker, yeah. it ain't getting that release. So like the releases are much more limited. So it's just harder to backdoor a pair or know someone that yeah. works there. It's like, it's just tougher to get the pairs. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Um, it's pretty crazy. There are some like sneaker shops or, or even like skate shops in the U S that have just had contracts with Nike dating yeah. back to like, you know, 2002 and they're still getting like, you know, the top, top tier. My local skate releases. shop premiere. Uh, it's a pretty well-known one across the U S it's 45 minutes away from me. Up until like June or July of last year, you could pretty much get any pair of Dunks, SB or non, that was releasing, which was great for me. Like, I've been into Dunks since like 2007, so uh, it's been. It's, you mentioned it's funny because you mentioned Premiere because like that's a that's a very good option for Canadians for online raffles. Yeah. So because we would like if you if you win a if you win a Ben and Jerry Dunk. And you're living in Ontario, it's worth driving to Michigan to try to get the pair. Like it's like a it's a fun oh. road trip. Yeah, right? that, that shop is so nice too. Everyone's so friendly. And uh I actually the my last huge win from there was the Travis Scott's back in February. And yeah. uh it, the release it was so chill. They actually had a security guard, but their presence definitely was not necessary. Everyone was just hanging out and talking about cheat sneakers. And uh I walked in, I got my pair, and I left. And I wasn't it's really like, nice to hear. Yeah. yeah, up in Canada, like, because we don't like, we have skate shops, but once again, it's like I can name them all, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, like, a skate shop because we have like our, our cities are like we have less big cities. Yeah. Um. So if you look at your states, there's like a bunch of big cities in every state, but for us, like, we would say like Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, maybe, and like it's so like that's really it for big cities, Edmonton. But even then, it's mm-hmm. like Edmonton. Edmonton and Calgary share the same skate shop. So it's like, okay, we're limited that way. Um, So um, outside of outside of Nike and sneakers um, and the main companies, we have like livestock and and a few others that Mm -hmm. that drop releases. And it's it's a it's oh, it's it's a battle. It's a battle (laughs) to get there. So even imagine it's hard down here. I've taken one sneakers W in the last year year and two months and it used to be pretty much one in every five i would hit but now that sneakers have become such a big commodity uh it's it's become a lot more difficult even with the amount of pairs that the states are getting and what i'm envious of the states is like you have uh you have sne- uh, you have stock x yeah yeah so we we also have stock x so i'll see a pair sometimes and i'll be like oh that pair on stock x is 50 over retail and i'm like yeah all right that's not bad like, that's yeah worth the time of me you know not waiting in line not like entering but then because we ship it to canada we pay duties Mm -hmm. so that 50 over retail is um 50 american over retail but then we pay like 50 dollars in taxes do you get charged for the resale price or the retail price um it's a bit all it's a bit all over but i think i believe now we're getting charged for the retail price but there was a time where where like StockX was like still figuring like they're still so new to the market. Sure. Um and to be and, and we were getting charged. Like I remember a pair of Jordan uh Jordan 3's uh free throw lines mm-hmm. where like the duties was like 200. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> That's the retail on the shoe. Oh my gosh. Um, but to 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 stock X's credit, they've done a really amazing job of of doing Canada right. Like they That's recently good. 
um, drop shipping for sales to $5. Oh, they, wow. they calculate the duties now for you. Whereas before it was oh. up to the shipping company. Okay. Um, so now you see all that price all in. So they've done, and they put a Canadian distribution center uh, okay. up, in, oh. up in Ontario. So they've done a very good job. So it like has made releases easier. So these last few releases, um, the silver toe women's Jordan ones, the, mm-hmm. uh, the taupe Jordan fours, um, I, I just bought off stock X. I was like, nice. no, yeah. just not, worth I, it. I, you know, I, I gave the, I gave the gentleman try of getting a, a, a win <laughs> on online, but I was like, nah, go to stock X. And, and you know what? It ends up being like a hundred over, over retail. And I'm like, you know what? That's just what it is. And so I'm much more selective over the shoes I get now. Sure. 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 Well, Andrew, in the, in the traditional pair of Kings fashion, we would love to kick off the podcast with a fit check. We love to hear what our what our guests are wearing today on the podcast. Oh, I, I didn't really think about that. I'm wearing a button up from H&M and I'm wearing a pair of uh, of, of gray sweats shorts from uh, from H&M just because like, I'm, you know, cozy, cozy. I got Zoom go. all day, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, I broke out the other day. I, I undead stocked a pair of infrared uh, Air Max 90s. Ooh, um, nice. Nice. A classic. <sighs> Classic, right? Like, yeah, that's an all-time that great. All time, and, and it sat, it sat on shelves for like a week, mm-hmm. and I, it blows me away because, like, I'll look at that shoe and I'm like, that shoe is timeless. I can wear that wherever, whenever, and I'm getting fist bumps from dudes I don't know, you know. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Yeezys outside of the the main models, like. There are some of those models where I'm like, oh, man, I, I, w- I would never rock. <laughs> That's so impractical to rock. That's yeah. me, though. But, yeah, so, that you know, I- I'm taking it easy today in a chill outfit. Love it. Yeah. So I'll Johnny, how about you? Wanna... Oh. oh, all right. <laughs> Play rock, paper, scissors for who gets to go next. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You go ahead. Um, so I have no shoes. I'm in the house. So um, no shoes. Not a Not a monster, and I don't have my house shoes. So barefoot um i have a pair of shorts from a company in england called tef um oh, it's yeah. travail en famille um and they make like cut and sew things they i think they gardening source clothes their stuff yeah they're, it's like gardener chic yeah yeah very cool brand. so they're a pair of like sort of orangey brown um shorts and they have like a, a weed um embroidered into them which is pretty cool and then i have a jacquemus uh, artichoke shirt that i got from taobao because i didn't want to pay 250 dollars for it so i paid 20 uh, <laughs> and it's still really nice <laughs> um and then i have the the classic on my head gus's fried chicken hat um i recently got a haircut and i'm trying to shift my my part of my hair over and so i shower in the morning and then i do my part and i put my hat on just so it kind of You're seals training itself it. in basically you yeah. go. nice yeah yeah. It's very casual Florida fit. Ready exactly, for, yeah. To burn the other side of your body later today. Oh, for sure. I'm going to do a reverse, actually. I'm going to have just, like, knee-high ankle socks. Okay. Um, and then, like, a mankini just so, like, the rest of my body can get really – I'm going – Yeah, you got to even it out. <laughs> oh, not sure all, yeah. I'm just going to be completely red. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, I'll I'll finish off the fit check on feet. I actually have a pair of shoes that landed yesterday. I haven't worn them outside yet. So as of right now, they are 
technically house shoes. Uh, it's a pair <laughs> of Asics uh, designed by Kiko Kostadinov. It's his final official collaboration with the brand. It's the Gel Kirill 2 in cayenne and beet juice. Really interesting colorway name. And it's like five or six different shades of red on the shoe. Uh, haven't really been super crazy about a red sneaker since the red Octobers, but I saw these and they really struck me the right way. So I've been big into Asics lately. I've kind of uh, shifted my yeah. focus. They've dropped some, they've dropped some nice collabs where I step back. I'm like, damn, that's nice. You I know? think yeah. they're, they're definite sleeper in the, uh, in the yeah. grand scheme of things. And they're still relatively easy to acquire. Like stuff sells yeah. out from them. But for the most part, if you are there within the first day or two, you'll be able to get what you want in your size. The, uh, the GMBH Asics, I've worn those basically every other day for about a year and a half now. And they're mm -hmm. still like good condition. Really comfortable, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like wearing pillows for your feet, but they actually have support. Like I wore the Ultra Boost and I was like, these are so soft, they'll be great. And then I got shin splints, so. Yeah. Oh, were... you did too. Yeah, yeah, so I, did I, I had that problem. They're awful for your legs. I think they're- <laughs> They're terrible, they're too... I ran in them. There's oh. too much oh. give, they need more support. Yeah. 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 Oof. The boost John days. rounded out. Everyone was all excited from how comfy they were, but now we're all like limping from <laughs> wearing boost. Um, and then let's see. Uh, I have a pair of socks from Studio to Artisan. Uh, they're natural indigo dyed socks that I got from Okayama Denim in Japan. I've got a pair of Wrangler Rancher jeans in brown and a Magneto shirt that I took from my dad. And that's the fit for today. <laughs> It's 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 wild how, like when you mention all the shops, that's what gives me hope about sneaker culture. Like that mm -hmm. that these independent shops, these small brands are doing really cool things, and we're starting to see that up in Canada. But like that's the really cool thing, and that's why I'm so selective now of what I get. Yeah, um, and I think there's like um, I think people are striving to like find the creators that 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 are doing things to support them. I think that's the really mm -hmm. kind of cool thing about sneaker culture is like, we've always been on the game of like supporting local businesses and our local shops mm -hmm. when they do collabs, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like a pretty tight knit community. And you know, if you hit at a local store, you're more prone to kind of stay with that local store. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would wear older SBs when I would go pick up newer releases from premiere and it always spark up a conversation with the shop guys. And it was really fun just uh, getting to talk with them about like the, the last era, which I was in middle school for, but I still, you know, I knew my stuff from back in the day. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting seeing that shift from i think we're going back to the mom and pop era of sneakers slowly but surely like boutiques are going to start getting stocked again i think nike's coming under a little bit of fire for removing uh tier one releases from smaller mm -hmm. shops and i think that's going to start trickling back in as time goes yeah. on well that's like the, the mom and pop shops is what builds the culture you absolutely know? Like, yeah when you're a machine that feeds everyone on the big site yeah, like it's hype, but you don't build the love of it, right? So mm -hmm. people come and go. But like for me, like you're right, like my my interest of sneakers was whenever I would travel, I would try to look for shops. So like, you yeah. know, like back in the day, like you had to like read about a shop in a magazine or in a blog, right? And you'd be like, oh, that's a really cool shop. So like, like Bodega, for example, was one where I was like, yeah. I'd only ever heard of it. You know, you read about it. You saw like a YouTube video about it. But like when you get to go, that's like so cool. And so mm -hmm. I remember I remember my honeymoon. My wife was literally uh, 
New York, Boston, Chicago, and it was just like going to sneaker shops. It was just like looking, going to places, going to St. Alfred and just being like, this is really cool. Like, but that's what builds the culture that those relationships, right? Yeah. 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 Get to meet people. I mean, you're not meeting anyone when you're sitting in the draw for a sneakers release. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. They add a social media element where, like, when you're in the sneakers release, you get put into a room. That'd so be you the can most toxic take your together. chat room of all time. <laughs> Everyone would be screaming at each other. If, Everyone's if one person won, it'd be like, where do you live? Let me find you. <laughs> Dog single. You know who works for Nike. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew, we've written up some questions we're going to throw your way. Uh, sure, man. About you, about sneakers. All sorts of fun stuff to get into. I'm going to start things right off with a, uh, a classic. How are you and what's quarantine been like for you? Yeah, quarantine's been great, man. Like Good. we, uh, you know, I got two little boys, so it was a lot of time spent with them. And, you know, it was like you just do things around the home and, you you know, we cleaned up the house. We did a lot of arts mm-hmm. and crafts. Nice. I built some stuff. But then the wild thing is like since July, I've been filming and working TV, you know. Yeah. And, and so I've been really blessed to have continued to be able to work and I'm, I'm enjoying my time with my family. That's great. That's awesome. That is really yeah. great. Yeah. I also did a big, uh, uh, a stock X purge where like I, I went through my collection and because like, so, you know, previously, like I was always so busy, I was always traveling. So it was kind of hard mm-hmm. to like do the long game on stock X where you mm-hmm. put in a, 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 a decent ask, you're not taking the yeah. bid. So I had. 20 pairs or items of, of streetwear. And I'm really proud. Last week, I sold my 20th item. Like, it was just a long game. Sometimes I put it up, you know, like I was, I was always decently pricing things. I was mm-hmm. going at like, I was taking, I was adding the lowest ask. Um, but like, I played the long game and I sold all 20 items. It was fantastic. Wow. Congratulations. There were other items, like other streetwear items. What are those like? I know that you collected wrestling figures and wrestling belts. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm a big collector of uh, wrestling figures, just like, you know, from childhood. And mm-hmm. then wrestling belts is like my thing now. Cause I, I, so sneakers, sneakers holds a really special place in my heart because when I was starting out doing comedy, improv comedy, sneakers was like the hobby. And yeah, I would wear, like, I loved wearing fresh sneakers on stage. Like, there's no better feeling. And you see that with comedians. Like you, you'll watch like a Joe Coy. You'll watch a Kevin Hart. Those yeah. guys are rocking, you know, some beautiful, like that. they're rocking top tier sneakers. So like that was it for me. But then when comedy became my job, sneakers is still a hobby, but like it's like part of my job now, you know, it's part of like my, 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 what the public recognized me as. So wrestling belts shifted to this thing that like had nothing to do with my job <laughs> that I just get to enjoy. So like wrestling belts, but the clothing items was, it was mainly sneakers, but then I had a bunch of, um, remember the Virgil Abloh off-white uh, tuxedo t-shirts that Nike Yes. Made? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had like eight of them <laughs> all dead stock, all with tags. And like, they were in my closet and I remember, like, I have, like, a few pairs, of, a few T-shirts I really liked, and I was yeah. able to scoop up a bunch at Outlet, like an outlet mm-hmm. store. Yeah. And I never – it just – my taste changed, so I just threw it up on the yeah. site and sold one by one. There you go. Yeah. You got you a bunch that- of people ready to wear those to someone's wedding. Pull up with the Virgil Abloh <laughs> tuxedo tee. 
I think that's the thing about like that's kind of my take on, on on sneakers right now. Is like a lot of times like if it's a must-have release, I'll get it and I'll wear it immediately. Mm-hmm, and yeah. then there's releases where you get and you're like, oh, this is really nice. And for whatever reason, you're like, I'm not sure it's for me. So I put it away in the closet for like yeah. a yeah. few months. And then I'll come back to it. And then it's either, damn, what am I doing? I gotta wear these. Or time to let you go. So I have a bunch. Like I have right now the um, Union Jordan 4s in the guava okay. colorway sitting in the closet because like I got them in hand and like I was like I'm not sure um, but the off-white Jordan 4s in the cream colorway that hit on the feet right away yeah. <laughs> that was a classic from this past year um, you mentioned uh, when you t- spoke about what you were doing in quarantine uh, hanging out with your sons are you getting them into sneakers Yes and no. And okay. so no, in the sense that I don't push a sneaker on them. Gotcha. And I learned with my older son. So like when he was born, you know, like I got a bunch of sneakers for him to wear as he got older. He was never into it. He loved wearing Toms because when you're a kid and you're three, and you're playing at the park. You just want to put on a pair of shoes and go Velcro easy. <laughs> um, and then uh, he got really into Hirachis and he's still into Hirachis because oh, nice. like that's a perfect shoe yeah. like for a kid. I, I lace it in a way where he doesn't have to tie it. But the shoe, mm-hmm. the way it's constructed, it just it, it's like a it's like a, a, a sock for your foot. Yeah, right? it stays yeah. on the foot. When you're a kid, and they actually they're good for running, too. Like you can actually run around in them. They're not like ultra boosts. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's a, a, a we are testers did a, a video the other day on the OG um harachis and he was like that was a running shoe and you can still run in it it was for marathon runners but then we saw into the spider-verse and oh <laughs> he was like whoa and then uh my buddy who was working at champs uh shot me a text and he's like hey he knew i was my son was really into it he's like hey we just got a side we got a size run of all the kids pairs so I went down to Champs and I grabbed uh, uh, one of every size for him and my <laughs> younger son. So they've got some fresh like nice. ones to go into as they get older. So that's like really the only shoe he's gotten into. And then my younger son mm-hmm. is into whatever we kind of give him. He's only he's turning four, but he, he loves his Ghostbusters, uh, the one from the Reebok collab this year. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that, um, or I saw on your Instagram, you've been getting kind of like vintage Ghostbusters stuff. They have the same yeah. birthday, right? They got the same birthday. Uh, They're born uh, three years apart. And so, like, I don't know. Do you, are you guys into like vintage clothing? Yeah. 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 I, I scour eBay and stuff for like, like stuff I liked as a kid. Like I have a, a denim jacket from a Power Rangers event in 1994. Ooh. That's like a grail of mine. I absolutely love it. Somebody oh. offered to buy it off of John. Yeah, That's someone like one of I was the earliest at the grocery store stories, and someone yeah. tried to buy it right off my back. But oh my that one's staying in the wardrobe forever. Nostalgia is everything. And that's like really nostalgia fuels the sneaker market. Like mm-hmm. nostalgia yeah. like fuels it. But like nostalgia kind of fuels everything. And so in quarantine right now, we've noticed like basketballs, um, cards, yeah. hockey cards, Pokemon, Pokemon cards. cards. Crazy. Yeah. Blowing up, you know? So with me, it was like my, my son was like really into Ghostbusters. So there was like this mm. fun thing of like tracking down these vintage toys. And the really fortunate thing is like they haven't skyrocketed the same way as Pokemon yeah. cards. Not yet. Um, so yeah, not yet. So getting them and then kind of fixing them up, 
has been great. He's really into it, so he loves his Ghostbuster sneakers. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what was the story? I remember reading that Tom Ford once called his son's, like, light-up Velcro sneakers tacky and, like, made him cry. <laughs> oh, that's and, – and that's something I've learned about being a dad. It's like, I don't – you know what? My – I realize this. I should not be influencing – the clothes they wear, the toys oh, yeah. they play with, because that's something you discover. What I should be influencing is how good of a human being they are, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like teaching them manners and respect and like teaching them about like science and space and math and helping them write and draw. But like when they discover things, I love it. Like when um, my, my uh, older son, like he, he, we got him a hoodie one time and he never wore it. He never wore it. And then like one day I think he was wearing it and then he wore it and wore it. And then he came up to me. He's like, dad, do you think you can get me some more hoodies? I'm like, yeah, of course I can get you some hoodies. So I got him some dope ass hoodies. And that was <laughs> the best because that was a decision he had made on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And I love when kids, um, you know, you talk about that power Rangers jacket. It's like when, when kids ask for something and they ask their parents for something, and you, they truly want it. You know, you got to see when they yeah. want it, right? So it, that, that means a lot to me. He's got the Father of the Year award too. The, the greatest, <laughs> greatest cop of yeah, all time. Full size run of the, uh, the Spider Verse Jordans. That's uh, <laughs> so that's insane. In 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 his closet, I was going through and I was like, you know, like putting away some pairs. And I, I said to my wife, I'm like, his. I have the size uh, 12C, 1Y, 2Y, 3Y, and I'm like, mm. babe, those are like 350 on stock X. <laughs> Like, is it worth we got to make a decision. Like, how much does he need these shoes? (laughs) But then the UNC to Chicago Jordan ones, because I got him also a size run of those. uh, I was able to track down. They're going for retail. So, like, basically, do you think he would mind wearing the UNC to Chicago, (laughs) and then we flip the in the Spider Verse Jordan ones because they tripled in value? Like, I yo. Anything triples in value, you know that's a good thing. Like you gotta oh, yeah. consider yourself, right? You gotta like consider your options. Oh, and those are just gonna go up <laughs> higher. I feel like. In the future. Well, yeah. now that you know that Miles does, isn't wearing Jordans anymore, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you know the lost rock. Uh, and after the last dance, we saw every Jordan one oh, pretty God. much double in price. It's been nuts since then. I got a pair of Royals at the beginning of 2020. The I 2013 pair, I got them used for under retail, off of Goat. Uh, barely yeah. like maybe worn three times and uh now yeah. those go for like five or six hundred yeah oh yeah i regret some because I, I i i flipped a pair of shattered backboards reverse shattered backboards um just because i was like ah, i'm not gonna i don't need i don't need to double up on these yeah um so there's a lot of regret but what i've am learning to appreciate about sneaker culture is to just love them for what they are. Sure. Yeah. And the I think there's tag. resellers who are in the market for, uh, to make money off it. But for me, that's not my game. So why am I dwelling on, you know, missing out on 200 bucks? That's, that's what I think of now. Just you love the shoe or you don't. And it's like, for me with acting, it's like, I love acting and I mm-hmm. love doing comedy. And so for me, I just get to do it. But then there's people on the other side where they like, they just get to appreciate comedy as a fan. Right. Yeah. So this is, a market where I just get to appreciate it as a lover of sneakers. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. 
Uh, on the topic of Jordans, do you think there's ever going to be another shoe or another like designer or some uh, maybe like a brand as kind of a whole that has as much of a legacy as the Jordan? You know, that, that's tough. And, and, and it, I, you know, I think the answer would be no, because mm-hmm. it's not so much like we look at Michael Jordan's playing career and we look at his yeah. influence in the game and it's incredible and the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. But also he came out, we have to look at like history. He yeah. came out in a time where very few athletes had their own shoe. Yeah. Mm. So he was able to drop 13, 13 pairs of sneakers in his playing career, you know, that were amazing. And then as he rode off into the wizards years and then retirement, he released more pairs, but like, if you have to look at history, whereas now you can get a Paul George, a Kyrie, a LeBron, yeah. a Durant, a Harden, uh, a Dame Lillard. There's so many. So kids like, like kids have so many people they can look up to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so back in the, like when we were kids, jo- it was Jordan. Jordan yeah, was so cool. But now there's, you, you could be a kid and you look at Dame Lillard and you're like, that guy is loyal. He ain't, he is ride or die in Portland. So I support him. Or you look at like the Greek freak and you're like, that's my guy. So I don't think it's going to hit the same way. Um, And I think LeBron sneakers and Kobe's will be kind of the last where we get hyped about a retro. Yeah, the LeBron 7. I remember being in middle school. I was in seventh grade when they came out. And I just couldn't even believe my eyes when I saw those shoes. And I was a big, like, sneaker technology head, too. And they put the full Air Max on. And they had the Flywire upper. And, like, 12-year-old John was just losing his mind. Yeah, and I lost my mind even more when I saw they were one hundred and sixty dollars, which at the time was just unbelievable. Now it's like, give me a hundred sixty dollars sneaker. Air Maxes are one hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, Jordan like, ones are one seventy. Yeah, in US they're two forty five in Canada, man. Oh gosh. Oh, and there's God. no tech in those. Like those are those are rubber. I guess they do have an air unit in them. Maybe. Yeah. We got to cut our pairs open to see if they're if Nike's lying about it or not. It, 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 it's 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 a throwback to a different time and so you're yeah, right about yeah. the lebron like lebron 11 and under like those will be re-released and mm-hmm. kobe's will be re like the grinches was like a big release for me that was year. huge yeah yeah but I, you know, I i don't think it will be and you know i think it's just the nature of history like it's it's not it's not a knock on any individual sure yeah. but it's more of a commentary on like where we are in society right now Absolutely. um yeah we got options we got we yo, we got options. We, it's a Tinder world of sneakers right now. It you is. can swipe. Really is. swipe we want us, another pair. Right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about acquisition of shoes, what are some of your all-time grails that you've managed to get over the years, and what are you still on the hunt for? So you know, like I think my obvious grails is the the Nike Air Yeezy Two Pack. So Red Octobers, uh, the Platinums, and the Solars. Um, so the, the 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 chase is what I love because. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I struck out on all the pairs. Yeah. So um, in 2017, I did a movie um, with Emma Hunter, uh, not Emma Hunter, Emma Roberts and Hayden Christensen, Alyssa Milano. It was like a romantic comedy. It was like my first big movie booking. Um, and so I went out and I bought a pair. I was like, I'm going to pay resale. I bought a pair <laughs> of uh, Solars. But resale on a pair of Solars, at, even four years ago, I paid twenty one hundred dollars. That's a steal compared to now. Yeah. Steal. Highway robbery. Yeah. 
There was a there was a photo that popped up of some guy reselling. I think it was the Solars, if I'm not wrong, yeah. in 2014 for like six hundred dollars dead stock. And that was astronomical. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> you know, and now dead stock pair is now for six thousands. Yeah. Um, so I bought the Solars, and then the Platinums uh, on a sneaker group. Um, someone was having a kid and was like, Oh, I, I need a, I need a, I'm going to raffle these. So yeah. I think it was like $20 a ticket and he did some like satellites to get in. So I think I had like four raffle tickets and I was like, you know what? I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, then I get like a message, like one in the morning and my phone's lighting up and I'm like, Oh, I look at it. It's like, you won, you won. And I was like, Oh my God, I won. So that was number two. The eight dollars platinums. $8 platinum. <laughs> now that, scratch what I said last time. That is highway robbery. Yeah. <laughs> That's a steal. Yeah. Congratulations and, on that. That's amazing. And when he sent them to me, he had like left me a wonderful note. And he was just like, enjoy these. You know, like uh, these are my babies. Now I'm having a baby. So we need oh. the money. So it's, you know, it was like bittersweet for him, but the, he knew they were going to a good home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Red Octobers, uh, I won another raffle. It was, I think, but I was in like, four hundred dollars in tickets i really wanted them yeah um and in all in all i'm probably like fifteen hundred dollars into raffles for the red octobers okay okay over the years that's not too bad considering price to pay for them considering yeah for a pair that yeah it can go anywhere between depending on the day and the asker it could go between five grand to 20 grand depending on it's insane the market but right now they're at 11 11,000 on StockX. US. US. 14 That's Canadian. Like 2 yeah. million in Canada. <laughs> so th- those are like oh. those are like the big grails for me. Um and then and then like, you know, like a white cement Jordan 3. Like I got a couple pairs of those. Like I'm really yeah. happy I was able to track those down over the years. Like I'm always in the hunt. Um Jordan 1s I'm always in the hunt for, but like so there's grails to me that are special. And there's two pairs in particular yeah. that are very special. Um pair of shattered backboards mm-hmm. um, the leather on shattered backboards is so good especially the older pairs yeah unreal like, oh yeah and i booked kim's convenience wearing those oh wow oh, that's sick so i wore that to my final audition um they had flown me um in tv they do the chemistry read so they made me okay. chemistry read with the actor paul sun young lee who plays appa Okay. Yeah. And they want to see like, you know, who works with someone, right? Yeah. And so I wore those uh so they mean a lot. And then a pair of Air Max 90s divi- designed by uh MVP and uh current coach of the Nets, Steve Nash. Very nice. Yeah. And being up from Canada, you know, Kid Canada, when he got his own Air Max 90, that was a big deal. Read about it, and then you had to, like, my wife got them for me off eBay. Yeah. Oh, nice. eBay is yeah. the place for finding random stuff, like, once in a blue moon. Yeah. Um, All the time. I found yeah, some gems on there. That's why you have to, like, kind of look for it. But the, the really cool thing was, like, uh, that pair is so underrated that they come up on the aftermarket every now and then, like any Canadian sneaker group. So I just buy it. Every time I see it, I buy it, but they're always yeah. like a hundred dollars. Yeah. So I got like five pairs of them, um, you know, just cause like I, whenever I see it, I want to give it a home. I want to yeah. give these sneakers. I don't want them to sit in some dude's closet where they're underappreciated. I want to have them and love them. My, my dream. I 
like once a week will check out estate sales like near me in hopes yeah. that like some guy just had a pair of like 80, 85 Jordans that was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep these in my closet. And oh, then no. I, I'm the guy to find them. <laughs> yeah. Or you, you have to cruise by breakups. You're just looking for like a breakup sale. And, <laughs> uh, and, and the partners is like, I hate him. All the seekers on the street. <laughs> Sometimes you see it on like oh. TikTok or like you, you've seen yeah. it before Instagram or TikTok where like the uh, the, uh, the girl would just be like so heartbroken and just sell all the sneakers and it's like <laughs> you gotta find one of those. <laughs> I was getting my hair cut once and the barber was talking about his sister got like broken or got cheated on or something. So they just the guy had a bunch of sneakers at the girl's house and they just took, kept all the sneakers. They told him, "No, you can leave. We're gonna keep your shoes." Yeah, there was one where they were cutting open Jordan 11s, and that hurt me so much because I love oh. the Jordan 11. I love it. Oh, and, and and you know what? The playoff bred Jordan 11s are uh, a big grail. I have the I have it in a uh, nine, 2000 pair oh, nice. and then a 20, 2012 pair yeah. and then the, the most recent pair, and I have I, I love Excellent. that shoe. That shoe is – you can rock that any season, anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Cool grays this year. Get excited. So I had a pair, but not my size okay. in, a, in like a half size smaller. And I let them go years ago thinking they'll come back soon. And I'm like, this year, I'm like, finally, it's finally. It's so long. Everyone's clamoring yeah. for them after all these years. But uh, but the great thing Nike does is they make enough Jordan 11s. They always make enough yeah. Jordan yep. 11s. Yeah. I think that'll be the Jordan 1 in like 15 years around Christmas. Because we normally we get the, uh, the, Jordan, the yearly Jordan 11 in December. I think yeah. they'll do like breads every december or royals or you know shadows that's an interesting point of view because i you if you look at the rise of the one because like a lot of like a lot of it's it's exploded in popularity with with uh with women as well yeah the dunks where i think the top three was like insane last year is that what it it, uh the blue the red and the black oh yeah is it the top three chicago to la or no, not Chicago to LA. Chicago. UNC to Chicago. UNC, UNC to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. The top yeah. three was 2017, and that one yeah. was wild as okay. well. But that one popped up in value. Those yeah. were real crazy. But I think the, the 11, what I love about the 11, and where I would disagree with you politely, um, is that the 11 to us, we know its value, the tech, everything about it. Sure. But there's no large visible branding. Whereas a one has the largest visible branding on, on any Jordan. Yeah. And I think there is a status to it um, that I think Jordan 11, though we know is a superior shoe, won't ever touch, you know? Mm-hmm. Very no. well Maybe then it just remains as like a cult item for serious sneakers. Yeah, that is- A cult item for a million pairs of uh, every- Yeah, it's the biggest <laughs> cult of all time. <laughs> but Yeah, like yeah, the Legend Blue when it dropped was like the most- produce pair and then i think the next year was like the 7210 and then the space jams like they were they made like two billion pairs of space jams so you see like the sold shoes every year and the jordan 11 is like third or fourth behind like their base running shoes the stock on those is insane and they move them in a week i mean yeah less than a week a couple days and they're usually completely gone full size run is gone yeah Yeah, i remember it would uh gs sizes you could always get a gs size like a week later but now like and, and this is what's great about sneaker culture like you know i love that women and kids are included like i love that it's sneaker great culture yeah. has really opened it up for women um and they make women only shoes because like to me that's such a smart move to make sneaker culture so 
inclusive. Um, and, 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 but yeah, but the downside is like, yo, my, my, my wife texted me a picture of these dunks that dropped today. She's like, Oh, I really like these. And I'm like, Oh, your size is more expensive than mine. So this is going to be a fight. Like we're going to have to track this down, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's been some really amazing women's exclusives over the years too. The, uh, the cactus plant flea market vapor maxes are a huge grail mm. of mine, but I wear a 13, so I will never touch those. Oh, they do not like exist some in my sample size. Pairs? Hmm? John, that were in your size? Weren't there like one or two sample pairs? There are promo pairs made for athletes. Oh, okay. Size, but those go for like three grand. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah, I, the, uh, Nike extending the, the women's sizing was also a smart move. So like, sure, goes, I think it goes up to like a men's 13 now, which is a really um, um, smart move, but I, I, I like that. And I love their, I love what Nike's done with like engaging designers mm-hmm. to, to, to do, to, to, to re reimagine their shoes. So, you know, I, I, as much as it, as much as like getting the shoes is really tough, I appreciate what they've done to expand their reach. Mm, for sure. So you talked about booking Kim's convenience in a pair of shattered backboards and there's a particular episode. I, I hope you knew that we were going to talk about it, but yeah. season two, episode five, I think it was a pair of hairs, sixes, but I'm not sure. They get yeah. destroyed by burrito juice. You freak out, but we don't necessarily want to talk about that pair. There were like two racks of sneakers in the background. I think I saw threes. I saw some fly knits, I think. I'm not sure. Are those all yours or did the show say like, here's a bunch of money, go get shoes for Kim Chi? Like what would he wear? So a couple stories. One, that that storyline happened because in season two, because when you're filming a TV show, you're on set like 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Oh. So for those two seasons, I was living in Toronto, but like I was renting a place. But because of the mail system, they would just leave packages in like the communal mail room. Okay. Oh, and okay. so like I hated that. So like if I'm getting a pair of sneakers delivered, that ain't like that ain't le- getting left in a communal yeah. mail. No. Yeah. So I would get them delivered to the studio. Okay. <laughs> so one day, um, one day, like I was, I got a pair of shoes. Like they brought my, the, the front office brought me my pair and I was sitting in the green room and I was like opening it. And I remember it was like, a pair of Jordan threes. And I was like looking at it. Like, I was like, Oh, and then a writer walked by. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just opening a pair of sneakers. And they're like, Oh, and they ask all these questions. Like, what are they? Are they important? Like, Oh, why are you smelling them? Like all these things. <laughs> and then, and then he was like, okay, cool. And he left. And then like a few days later, he came back and he's like, what does this mean? What does this mean? So then that, um, that th- I read a script like a few weeks later and that whole storyline had made it in. So oh, it, like, wow. it was like, that's when the show really opened up the storytelling to like kind of the things I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And then they, I remember production was like, they had a rack of sneakers and it was like, polo sneakers and like it was like some weird brands like i think there's a pair of like sketchers in there not a knock on sketchers they're great for if you like them they're great for joe montana just not my jam um and i was like yo you this episode won't fly if this rack of wall of sneakers isn't authentic Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what do we need? And they're like, well, I'm like, you need some Jordans, you need Yeezys, um, maybe some Reeboks, some Asics. Like, you need to have these pairs. I'm like, okay. So they, we were going to bring out my sneakers, um, but the issue was insurance. They okay. have to insure oh. the sneakers. Yeah. And they, and, and for a lot of those sneakers, they need to be able to, um, 
uh, like just like use them in any way and they yeah. need to like if they need to destroy them for whatever like for like if we're doing a scene they need to get dirty whatever so what happened yeah. was she the production designer went on 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 Kijiji um, oh and was looking for someone selling shoes they found a kid who had like 50 pairs on sale so she reached out to him and said don't sell them rent them to us and 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 so what happened? And we'll make it. They'll be insured. If any are, are are destroyed, we will buy them off you. But then inside the shoe is like a little tag, like stock number three, stock number okay. four. So this kid, for the last five years, his side hustle is he rents us rents this the show, a wall of sneakers. Wow! That's and then so at the sick. end of the season, he gets them back. <laughs> That is the epitome of, of of letting your money work for you. Like he owns oh the gosh, shoe, yeah. and then he makes money, and he, he still keeps back. the shoe. And then he there's a pair of all star uh, 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 all star Jordan ones, some threes, and I'm like, in the five years you've doubled your money on the shoe, and you made money renting the shoe. <laughs> yes, and they're dead stock still, and they've been on TV. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> They're screen use pairs from Kim's Convenience. So like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the story behind the shoes. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. But rest in yeah. peace to that pair of sixes that got the burrito yeah. juice. Yeah. They, oh my God. I, uh, yeah, they're, they're still in like wardrobe. I didn't take them. I, I've, I've never taken a pair of shoes or wardrobe because I felt like it belonged to the character. Sure. Yeah. They always allow like, you to take your clothes after. Uh, yeah. The show, the show's ending. Sadly, it's an incredible yeah, show. Yeah, that was really sad every season. But I feel like you have to take those and like frame them or something, right? Like that's that was like a such like a uh, it was iconic moment for the character. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I agree. And so, unfortunately, what happened was um, we lost our show's creator and showrunners, and that's really yeah. tough because the show is such an authentic thing and like oh, when you lose yeah. a creator like that it's tough and, and on the flip side like we've seen shows where they lose the creator and they keep going and they you're always going. like that's dicey right mm-hmm. yeah. um, so but you're right like i think you're now you're reminding me i need to reach out to wardrobe after and just be like hey can i get all my wardrobe can i just get first look at it i'll take all my shoes and stuff because they yeah they mean something to the character you're right good call i will do that yeah. after this <laughs> excellent that's awesome yeah Shout out to um, Dom Choi. I remember we we were texting throughout like seasons four and five, and some he's of the episodes. Of yeah, yeah, he's a friend, like the OG fan of the podcast. Yeah, and we were like, it feels like these episodes are being like pulled out of our own heads. Like it's ridiculous. Like yeah. the the tropes that come out of the show are so accurate, and they're so like perfectly done. It's it's a little bit eerie. I think I, I think what what resonates with the show and people kind of found it in quarantine and binging it mm. is that it's just like I think it's reflective of like immigrant culture and so if you have like old mm. school parents, it's really yeah. relatable. And then on the, on the flip side, it's like just things that happen in the workplace. And and what I love about the show is that it's truly a slice of life, mm-hmm. and and people can watch it and they can just like feel and just laugh and just like reflect on their own. And for mm. moments where they're like, oh, that's not part of my life, you can just like enjoy it you know yeah and learn um, as well yeah but you mentioned like someone like dom Choi. i like with that last name I, I assume he's korean and uh and what i love is that it's opened up 
like appreciation of Korean culture from yeah. all people. And like, what I love is people like, they appreciate Korean culture, we consume it, but then also we relate to it, you know? And Korean yeah. culture is so in the mainstream right now. Um, with our music, with the with the music sure. and uh, yeah, and 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 the food, and so it's it's really nice. And so for me, like as someone who's Vietnamese Chinese, um, to to have portrayed that gave me an appreciation of my own culture. It was great. Yeah. It's that definitely great. a bit of a weird time for I'll just say Asian Americans as a blanket term, or even like Asian Canadian people with the amount of like misinformation, especially around coronavirus. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Like a scary. That's time. been really really yeah. scary. Yeah. It, 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 you know, and being up in Canada, it's heartbreaking watching, seeing the videos of attacks happening in like San Francisco and, and, and all over, all over the U S and we're not immune to it as well. Like we have it happening up in Canada at the end of the day, man, I just like, I just want everyone to like treat others with respect and just like to love and like, <laughs> absolutely, look, man, if like, What's wild to me is that if, if, if there's this, if there's misinformation happening around coronavirus, it's wild to me that someone would think attacking an old Asian woman would be the solution to it. I like, like and, and, and old people just like want to be left alone. Like old people, oh, yeah. they, they just want to do their thing. They want to go hang out with their friends. They want to go to the supermarket. They don't want to bother anybody, especially old Asians. And it, it just breaks my heart when we, when we do that to anyone but like oh, seeing yeah. that that could be my grandmother kills me you know? oh my gosh yeah yeah it's that's been so sad to see yeah it's a terrible time i it's just yeah anyway taking it back maybe to a to a lighter lighter topic we'll throw you something throw you a hypothetical you're on a desert island you have three pairs of shoes to keep you fresh until you're rescued which three pairs are you taking uh, a pair of uh, Nike Flyknit racers, nice or yeah. trainers, um, just because like that's my go-to running shoe, dad park great, shoe. Genuinely great running shoe. Unlike the Ultra Boost, it's very supportive. The the midsole's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yes, you're right. The midsole's hard. Um, oh, if I'm on a desert island, this is different though because I'm on a desert island. Mm-hmm. Um, a pair of like. Um, Oh, a pair of up tempos. Uh, nice. Because so you know, that's my beater. A pair of black OG up tempos. I have like, I have a 2014 pair, and then I have a new pair that we released this year that sat. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. 2014 pair like has been through war, and it looks <laughs> like look. And you know, I'll wipe it down with some Jason Mark, and I'm like, this looks like it's been worn a handful of times. Like that yeah. shoe is. The, destroys, you know. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. So, so pair of up tempos, and then, uh, oh, that's top. I think a pair of Air Max nineties. I love the Air Max. Nice. And so I'm choosing really supportive shoes that are okay. that were designed for. Well, two of them were, were designed for running, and then one of them was designed to uh, be the leader of the one of the leaders of the greatest basketball team of all time. So, Scottie Pippen. So. <laughs> There you go. That's a that's a great uh, triple crown, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. for your for your desert island. You'll be rescued yeah. in style. Oh, they'll be rescued, and they'll look at the the, the up tempos and be like, "Did you just stand in one place?" Because they're like <laughs> brand new, and I'll be like, "No, nah, man, I killed a bunch of animals to survive." <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of animals and shoes, 
also the Air Max 90, the the Bacon Air Max 90 are coming back at the end of this month. I'm very excited for those. Yeah. How how old were you guys when that shoe dropped, you think? What was that, 2004? Yeah. I was seven. Seven. <laughs> I, was oh, I did not get them at yeah. the time. I I remember Dave's uh Dave's quality meat um was like one of the pioneers of the local shop. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, one of the few first early collabs. Yeah. And uh you would go to that store and like they would have the clothing and the shoes looking like slabs of meat and like that's incredible. And I love when they do that. Um and 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 you know, Nike's done a great job of when they re-release a shoe they usually like release like a video or like a, like a really cool interactive website that breaks down the history. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things again, where it's like the local shops is where like, that's, that's where you get that relationship and connection. So I hope there's an opportunity to get them. Yeah. I hope, I hope they release enough numbers where it's not what happened with the, uh, with the Grinches where the Grinches were released in such limited numbers that you couldn't yeah. get them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed on those. That's always been a really cool shoe from my perspective. I just thought that, like, great theme and how Dave did it, like a butcher shop. I saw a, uh, I think Nike put it out around Air Max Day a couple years ago. They did, like, legendary shops in different cities, and that was the New York one was they took it to Dave's Quality Meats um, and uh, spoke about that. But yeah, will be trying for those when those release, I think, on the 26th. Oh, we'll all be trying yeah. whether or not we'll succeed. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have like a like a proxy or someone trying for you in the U.S. Because it seems you know if it's a little bit easier at least on sneakers, or like do you have a VPN and then just somebody to like forward them to you? Yeah. So so one of the things Canadians use is we use like a reshipper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so like there's like a couple really good ones where you could set it there. There's yeah. a couple things that happen there. Some sites flag it. Some sites okay. flag the reshipper. Oh. So like Nike, like there's always like a risk. So like. Um, Nike's flagged the reshippers, but like Jimmy Jazz and Shoe Palace hasn't. Um, okay. But it's the same thing. It's like Jimmy Jazz, like, yeah, like you're going after 10 times more pairs, but you're mm-hmm. also going after, you're up against 20 times more people. Yeah. Um, so and bots for those, like the Shopify sites are just destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it, like it's the same thing with like Supreme, you know, like, um, uh, uh, Supreme is like is 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 so botted oh, that yeah. that it doesn't give the average person an opportunity. Nope. But the the Supreme thing is great because they they ship to Canada. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's an example of Supreme. So there was like a they did like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collab recently with the with the yeah. Raphael T shirt. Raphael T shirt. Yeah. So what's the retail on Supreme T? Like forty bucks. Forty eight, I think. Forty like dollars. Yeah. 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 So when it, if you order a Supreme T, how much is it to you all in? Do you think? Close to 60 because they have I think sales tax and shipping's 10 now. Yeah. yeah. So you're in 60. for. I ordered that tea. And so you pay the 48 with an American conversion. You pay a duty immediately, 25%. Oh. You pay shipping and then the conversion. So that T-shirt to me came out to $110. Yeah. Oh so like if you want Supreme. <laughs> You gotta like want it, so gotta it's gotta really be like want it. You gotta really want it. So Supreme T, like, I, yeah, I, I had to be like, is this a hundred dollar t shirt? Because a forty dollar to forty eight dollar t shirt is very different than a hundred dollar t shirt. Very much so. Yeah. And so that's the tricky thing about Supreme. Um, 
Yeah. So when we go to the U.S. for visits, there's an incentive to go to Supreme and get yeah. like your staples and get a few items. Like really, the only the only thing worth it for Supreme for Canadians a lot of times is if you're reselling, is like a bogo. Is like mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Well, even now yeah. they're not going for more than like forty. Yeah, the cause ones go for like three hundred on StockX. Yeah, crazy. I remember the bandana print one. I think I paid eight hundred yeah. Canadian for, which was like like six fifty American. But yeah, the the, the cross ones don't go and I they the Supreme is gonna like have an interesting thing where they have to look at their brand and they're gonna be like how what what are we pivoting to so yeah. the collabs with sneakers always do well the dunks will do well yeah. the even like the the Air Force ones like that are that are a staple yeah. item do well but it's like with the clothing it's like they have to figure out like what kind of company are we what are we gonna do right yeah. taste mm-hmm. change. Oh, yeah, big time. We've seen that. It used to be like 2016, 2017, anything from Supreme would resell. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You could get any shirt, any color, any size, and you'd make your money plus some back. I think this is what we value in, 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 for our clothing. Like, we, I think we, I think we, we would, we wouldn't have an issue putting down resale for like an off white Nike collab. Sure. But like you mentioned earlier, like you got a shirt off Taobao, you're wearing your dad's t shirt. We're looking at vintage clothing. Or the clothing we get, we're looking for like these small shops where that are doing unique things. Whereas Supreme, it's like, I, I guess my knock on Supreme is like, outside of Supreme, is anything really nice? Yeah. And no, the I last think some of their some of their collabs, like their basics are high quality, and like their their collabs, their unbranded are stuff is good. Yeah. Um, or like the more adult supreme uh i yeah. got a a chore jacket from them last year it was sub 200 it was like 180 it's yeah. velvet with a satin liner it's gorgeous like that would be any brand would have charged that much or more so i was surprised that it came from supreme for that amount of money yeah. and, and i think i think that you're bringing up my, my great point it's like when you release quality items we will yeah. buy quality items for sure like that look good but i think with supreme when they drop during a week there's a lot of misses as well like yeah. big time i did not they did like that, this season they did the, like a leather nike anirondack at one point yeah and i was like i was like really bewildered by that because i'm like that's so impractical yeah yeah you i know? think some of the releases are kind of like putting the middle finger up to the consumer almost like yeah. we can make yeah. this because we're supreme yeah supreme bricks supreme crowbar like we'll yeah. make it because you'll buy it but i think i think people are getting are more selective and smarter now. And so for us, like, especially in COVID, we're all about the comfort, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's a shame because you probably can't rock that jacket too much because you're at home a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? That one's I, I got some fits, closet. man. I'm I got excited. some stuff that like I haven't been able to wear just because we're at home. Right. I think everyone's yeah. going to be dressing amazingly once society <laughs> really goes back to normal. Cause everyone's going to have all this stuff that they stockpiled during quarantine and it'll be yeah. the roaring twenties all over again. Everyone will be yeah. out in their finest clothing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that we talked about on the pod too is quarantine has been a really cool time for like self-development and people <laughs> finding their own style. Right. Yeah. Cause and being stuck inside all day, this curated Instagram style. Cause no one's outside. Exactly. Like you yeah. don't see people walking around, so you can't, find a commentary on what other people are wearing because you don't know what other people are wearing yeah but yeah, more so than r- that like we're all stuck inside and you have so much time to look for everything like i bought way too many clothes and shoes <laughs> early on i did early on i, I bought a lot of stuff but then yeah. as yeah. quarantine went on i was like i've been wearing the same 
rotating group of teas. I, I don't need any more. I'm, or I'm only going to buy these teas. Um, like, like my favorite t-shirts are like nice Nike basic tees, like yeah. Nike, yeah. whatever like branding they have on top. But I'm like, that's my favorite t-shirt. Um, so like, I, I, I love it because like you get to wear it at home, but then like I got this dope, a couple of dope kith tees that I'm like, I don't wear them the same way because they're a bit thicker. Mm-hmm. They're not as like, yeah. you just can't lounge in them. They're like more fit tees, right? They're more like what you rock when you go out. So like, I, we, I think we've just appreciated our clothes differently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, kind of speaking about what to rock when you go out, uh, how do you dress around a pair of sneakers? Does the sneakers kind of take the spotlight? Is that the star of the show? Or do you kind of try to make it cohesive throughout the outfit? Well, I think there's two ways to approach it is, is does the outfit dictate the shoes or does the shoes dictate the outfit? It depends on the day. For so sure. like if, if I'm, if I'm on dead stocking a really dope pair, like a pair I want to rock then I will, I will dress from the sneakers up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if, for example, like I, if I'm doing press for the show, I'm doing a TV interview or I'm doing like a media event, I'll often build the outfit and then the shoes Um, because the outfit's more important, right? Um, But you know, when you got dope shoes, it doesn't matter what you wear, right? Like, so that's the fun part. I'll put on the outfit. I'll be like, what do I get to wear? What are, what are my choices here? Um, So that's, that's really fun. But some shoes you gotta like, like with a Jordan three, you could throw that in any outfit. Oh, most but definitely. with like yeah. certain shoes, you got to like build build the shoe up. Like um, yeah. the off white uh, off white dunks. Uh, like oh, the, the, the one with the green. crazy laces. Yeah, yeah. like that's when you got to kind of build from the shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those can't yeah. just be. I mean, technically they can be worn with anything, but there needs to be some thought behind that if you really want to make those work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, it, it depends how you want to build it, but I think that's kind of where I stand on on, on outfits. So, and you're right, man. When when things open up again and we're roaring, we're going to be rocking. I'm excited. All the fresh outfits. Yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. So obviously some things in the sneaker world are trendy right now, right? Dunks are exploding. Um, some retro Jordans are coming back and just bursting onto the scene, things like that. But what trend do you see right now in the sneaker world or in the fashion world as a whole that you would like to end? Like you, you don't want to see anymore that you're tired of. What's well, played out. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. What's played out? Um, uh, using the using a Jordan One as a phone is is a is, I I could I could be done with that. You know, where like they use the Jordan One as the phone. I'm always yeah. like, oh, well, okay, that's just that's that's silly. But uh, hang up. Yeah, uh, that's one. I I I'm trying to think here. What's one? That I, I am I'm done with. Uh, or maybe what's what's underrated? What trends yeah. need to be seen more? Well, I, I think OG classics are are always underrated. Like there when I go. see an OG, yeah. when I saw the Uptempo set, the Air Max 90s, like the Air Max 90, they re, they, they remastered and re-released the the Radiant Reds. They re-released uh, like the green, blue, teal, pink, purple color. I got those all on sale, and I'm like, how these That's shoes? Crazy should like i got some pairs at half off so i think those are underrated because there's a reason why they're classics um but i'll say this i'm a a pretty positive person Mm -hmm. and so with sneaker culture 
outside of resellers and people who are chasing the clout and the gram and the hype, I'm cool with whatever, because that's the thing about a culture. A culture is a place that allows for anyone and everyone to experience it and to be a part of it in whatever way you can. Yeah. And unless you disrespect the culture or you disrespect people, mm. then I'm cool with it. So um, like for a while early on, I was like vintage tees. Like I don't, like, I don't get it. Like I don't get vintage yeah. tees and those outfits. But then like when COVID hit, I was like, I totally get vintage tees. Like I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, 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 I don't want to be critical because as with anything, our opinions and our, 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 our ideas and our ideals change. And mm -hmm. I want to allow to be changed and influenced because if I had said no to vintage tees and I hate them, I got some dope vintage WWF wrestling tees that I love. Nice. Yeah. Right. And they are my staple now. So yeah, I'm open to all of it, man. Outside of the resellers and the people chasing the clout. I I'm, I'm good with all of it. I love it. I love the positivity. That's a breath of fresh air cuz i mean in the fashion and sneakers community there is a lot of negativity these days mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's weird yeah. because fashion fashion in itself is a representation of your artistic ideas of how one dresses yeah so i always find it really odd when we criticize others and and you know people are like well it's just my opinion i'm just telling it like it is and i'm like yeah i get it but like why do you have to tell it? Like, why do you have to yeah. unleash that into the world? Yeah. You make and a so, great point. Like, I get it. Like you have, you have an opinion. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. And, and you and I, and, and this group here, we could talk about things we like and dislike, sure. but I'm always like, when we cut people down, I'm always like, I don't get it. Like it doesn't serve anybody, anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It doesn't help. And, and, and you're also closing the door. Like I'll give you an example. I, uh, I unfortunately made fun of, you know, the gun holsters that are wallets and cell phone holders. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I made the fun Dior of those. Ones. Well, Dior, I think made them, but then now like, like lots of street brands. Yeah. yeah you yeah. see them around like the chest yeah. rig type. Yeah. Holsters. Well, chest rigs is a great example. Yeah. I thought that was dumb. Like I was like, and I would say it too, but then there was a point where I got one of those cell phone holders with a wallet. And I'm like, damn, this is amazing. <laughs> and the chess rig, I have like a vest that is like, like that has like a bit more pockets and pouches. Mm -hmm. And someone's like, why, when do you need that? And I'm like, you know when I need that? When I go to the park with my kids, because mm -hmm. in one pouch, I got some band-aids in another <laughs> pouch. I got some granola bars in another pouch. I hold a water bottle. Like I was like, <laughs> like, I'm like my dad life necessitates this streetwear and I love it. <laughs> um, the ultimate so accessory. Yeah, and Yeezy 350s are the ultimate dad shoe because you don't got to lace them up. You slip yeah. those bad boys on. They're so comfortable. Oh, my God. So comfortable. And I, I'll wear yeah. them at the park, and someone's like, damn, are you wearing Yeezys at the park? I'm like, I'm not flexing. I just had to be <laughs> out of the house right away, so I couldn't sit and lace up a fly knit racer, you know? This is a shoe uh, of utility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you have, like, a black pair of Yeezy 350s, those things withstand anything. You know? Tanks, yeah. Uh, yeah. so I, I love, I, I love, I love the culture, man. And I love yeah. what we're able to, how we're able to interpret it our own way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very well I said. I think one of the coolest things, especially within fashion is having a group of people who know you well and know your wardrobe well, so that if they see one of your outfits and they're like, yo, I don't, you know, I don't think the shoes fit in or I don't mm -hmm. like the pants, try those that you tried on like last week in that Fitbit. I think that would work a lot better. 
And instead of it being like tearing somebody down, you're helping them like evolve or at least try new things. So like, you know, you're getting somebody yeah. else's input. That's a great point. And you know, at the end of the day, when we're friends, when we're boys, when we got a crew, we got a squad. Yeah. We'll make fun. If someone rolls in with a pair oh, of shoes yeah. and we're like, damn dude, are you rocking those? Like, like, like that, that's that, like, I'm not taking away the joy. There's a joy in yeah. having friends and making fun of each other. Of course. Uh, I just think it's more of like, like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example recently. And it, it, it comes with the territory for me, mm. but uh, I posted a video recently where it was like me and my family. It was like a, it was an old video I cut together off of TikTok and it was uh, my family celebrating Asian new years um, mm. and for, for a Vietnamese family. And I called it, Lacey. But okay. New Year's in Vietnamese is called Tet. And and there was hundreds of comments of people being like, this is amazing. Like, it's so cool to see. Can't wait to celebrate again. And then one person hopped on and was like, it's not called Lacey. It's called Tet. You're Vietnamese. You should know better. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I stopped and I was like, firstly, this person doesn't even follow me. You saw a video of someone and someone enjoying their time with their family yeah. in another country in Canada, not the U S and you decided that this was the message you need to see. You need to make someone feel ashamed of who they are. And I said back, I'm like, I've known it as one thing my entire life. Here's the really cool thing about culture. Once it leaves the mother country, it changes and morphs into many shapes and sizes yeah. and forms. Yeah. But you got to, you got to think here. You decided to cut someone down that you didn't know. You took the time right? out of your day. You could have done yeah. that. Yeah. And that always, it always makes me so sad. It disappoints me because I'm like, there's a disconnect there. Somewhere along the way, you were taught yeah. that this was the thing to do. And I'm really, I'm sad for you because, you know, you know, like we, we, we learn from our parents if we don't have anything nice to say, don't say it, mm -hmm. you know? And that rule changes when we're with our boys, you know, <laughs> or with our crew, we get to have fun with them. That's part yeah, of it. Yeah. But like to strangers and people like that's what you want to put out in the world. I I'm not oh, down for, for that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. Um, well, kind of relaying into the tail end of our questions. Um, this one kind of, kind of broad strokes, but what is your goal maybe in the world of sneakers? It could pertain to your career, just to your hobby. Just, just what are your, what is your goal in the, in the world of sneakers? I just want to be a positive influence in sneaker culture. Excellent. So yeah. like whatever my role is in sneaker culture. And, and I think the really cool thing is like, it's evolving. And for, for you guys, it was like, Oh, sh we saw kimchi rocking sneakers talking about it in a show that we like. So he's made it part of the mainstream. So whatever yeah. my role is, I just want to be a positive influence on it. And so uh, whether that's with my sons, whether that's with, you know, like I've been doing some branding campaigns with, with, with companies like promote sneakers and like websites and stuff. So like whatever it is, I just want to be positive about it. Um, and I just, I just want to get that shoe. I just want to get those W's man. So uh, that, that's, 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 that's what I would like from sneaker culture. I just want to keep on enjoying it. Excellent. I'm surprised nobody's like seated you pairs or been like, Hey, we really, you know, Love your oh, I don't. I don't want to give that away. I. I've had pairs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I've had, good. I, you know, and and I got a. I got a. The really. You know, I got a really. I got a handful of sneaker connects in Canada where like I'll reach okay. out and be like, Hey, can you track me down this pair? They'll charge me cool. a little bit over retail, um, and I'll give them a shout out. Um, sure. And I'm cool with that. And I think that's like to me like there's like a ethical line I don't want to cross, but I'm like cool with that. Mm -hmm. um, or th this is a really cool thing, and I, that this is what I love about sneaker culture. 
I, the Instagram raffle, like I entered my name yeah. and my size for a pair and I didn't win. But then I get a message from a guy in Saskatchewan and he's like, yo, Andrew, I saw your name. Like I saw that you entered this raffle. I went by the shop when they released the pairs that weren't picked up and they got your size. I bought it for you. Like, can I send it to you? Wow. And so I was blown away by that. That's sick. He's a fan of the show. And uh, I, I pay, I, 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 I was like, I need to pay you retail. Play. Yeah. I need to cover your costs. And he, he's like, okay, okay. Like he was reluctant. He wanted to pay for them. And I was like, so like, I've had, I've had some really cool interactions with people or like, I was trying to get a pair of the air mag, uh, the, the mag, um, what's the, that Nike shoe that released itself. Um, oh, the hyper, the basketball ones. Yeah. Hyper yeah. Adapt. Yeah. Hyper adapt. There's a, the night the, yeah, the BB adapt, uh, uh, hybrid apps, uh, in the mag colorway. A guy was like, yo, I'm in line at Nike. They, they, they got your size. Do you want me to check if they got your size? And I'm like, yeah, please, man. And he's like, yeah, they got your size. Do you want me to get it for you? I'm like, yeah, get it for me. I'll meet up with you later and give you the cash. And, and I met up with him later. And we had this great conversation, just like talk sneakers. And like, I've seen him a few times at, at, at lineup. So like, yeah, there's a, there's dudes always on the lookout for me. And I appreciate that. I'm so blessed. Awesome. And what it has done is it, it's opened up so many friendships. Like I text these guys, you know, like we talk, we see each other. We've met up at SneakerCon together. So wow. that's the really great thing about the culture. And I love when we look out for each other. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. So, Andrew, we have one more official question. We have some after question festivities that we'll, we'll wrap yeah. up with. But we do have okay. one. It's the staple of the Pair of Kings podcast experience. It's been asked to every single guest to it's surprise, every shock. Guest. Tears, maybe some, uh, I don't know, screaming. I, I don't know how to oversell this question enough, but here it goes. Andrew Fong, if you had one year to eat a wooden door, hinges and doorknob included, do you think you could do so? And if yes, how? Oh, I totally think I could do so. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> confidence. Yeah, you just got to grind that door down, man. You just got to sand that thing down to ashes and you sprinkle, you sprinkle a little bit of wood wood dust into all your meals beautiful like soups um and i watched something recently i watched not recently a while ago where they were making rice krispies with yes that's the guy and he had a point where he's like i think there was like 30 percent sawdust he's like i don't taste it Mm -hmm. and i was like okay and then (laughs) the metal's different you got to grind down the metal really fine yeah um, but they put gold into food, you know, they put gold shavings in the food. So it's like, I, I totally believe I can do it. We consume in a year, a lot of food. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it, w- it wouldn't be a problem. You know what you, in the morning when you make your protein shake, it's like scoop of protein, scoop of sawdust. <laughs> Mix it in, right. There's probably enough sawdust in protein powder as it is yeah. already. Like, yeah, those nutrition labels, I'm sure they're not telling us everything. You go to like a fancy Italian restaurant with your wife and they come around with like black truffle. They're like, black truffle? It's like, no, no, no. Could you do this doorknob for me? <laughs> yeah, can you grind this doorknob down for me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think I totally think I could do it. I'm very Love, it. Love the confidence. Love the confidence. Great way to uh, oh. to wrap up the main event of this podcast, which that does bring us to the end of our questions for Andrew. However, we're not done quite yet. We have the closing ceremonies, if you will. Starting off with Song of the Week, this is just a song you've been enjoying as of late, and we'll add it to our ongoing playlist entitled Pair of Kings Season 4, available on Spotify. So I'm doing a thing uh, 
next week. Um, so up in Canada, we do this thing called Canada Reads, where okay. like we uh, a bunch of people debate like a really important book. Okay. Right. And so I think, I think I'm, I'm, uh, the U.S. does it with albums and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm doing a thing for radio on, on CBC Radio up in Canada called Canada Listens. And we all chose an album that we think the nation needs to hear. Ooh. And and so that's the, it's been really cool and it was like I reflected on it and so I re- I originally was like looking at like I looked I looked at one of Drake's earlier albums something I, like Canada's Theory and it obviously needs to be a Canadian artist mm-hmm. yeah but I'll give you a random one uh, I I, cho- I chose an album by this artist named Chaos and in 2004 2001 2004 he was like hip hop in Canada but you got to think of hip hop at that time like. In Canada, it was different because, you know, when we look at the U.S., hip-hop was evolving. The Neptunes, N.E.R.D., Pharrell, like, mm-hmm. uh, 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 The Roots, they were doing their thing. In Canada, it was Chaos. And I remember uh, Chaos's first big single was Superstar Part Zero. And when we got hip-hop in Canada, like, you couldn't always find that music video. So you have to, like, wait for them to play it on Ooh. Rhapsody. But it hit mainstream because Missy Elliott took Superstar Part Zero's sample and sampled it into a remix of Pass the Dutch, one of her later, uh, one of like her songs in that era. Okay. And Chaos released an album that in in a Pitchfork Media article recently that I read that was from that time said that this album rivals like uh the love below by by outcast this album should sell millions it's so well done so i want to put on the playlist superstar part zero by canadian artist chaos excellent yeah i'm gonna have to give that a listen after this oh it's a yo it's it's a banger and the album joyful rebellion holds up to this day and it's such a mix of like of like hip hop, flamenco, guitar, reggae, and it is a very timely album for Canada. So okay. a little love to to the country I'm repping right now. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I I will be bumping that without a doubt. Yeah. What about for you guys? My pick this week, um, a little bit of a little bit of modern indie pop rock esque. Uh, it's from the band Peach Pit, and the song is Shampoo Bottles. I've just been that's very chill song. Just been kind of hanging out lately, going for some long runs and uh, trying to keep my pace down. So early in the year, every year I, I go from treadmill to to the pavement, and I always go way too fast and get shin splints. Mm. So when I keep the pace a little slower, then I can actually work into it. So I'm trying to listen to a little indie rock stuff like that rather than that's nice. stuff that's too intense on my runs. I've got a, what I think is a good song to round us out, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a song by none other than the Fugees and Miss Lauren Hill, uh, Killing Me Softly with this song. I nice. know it's like, I think it's a cover. Um, yeah, it is a cover. The Fugees, yeah. yeah, the Fugees weren't the first to do it, but I think it's the best version of the song. Um, and I think she's done like unplugged versions um, that okay. are incredible. You can find them on YouTube, but I think the, the only one is like the studio version on Spotify. Very cool. That album is is uh that whole album is uh, is fantastic and is is such a 
throwback to, to, to a wonderful time in hip hop. And, you know, kind of reflects like what I was saying with chaos. Like we, we didn't have that Fuji's out because like, hip hop was so like, we got it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a joke in, in how I met your mother where Robin Shabotsky says the eighties didn't come to Canada till the nineties. <laughs> um, so we were a little bit behind. We've caught up. Like we're we're on the forefront now. We gave you the Beebs. We gave you we gave you Drake. Give you oh, Tory Lanez. Canadian. I forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we hold that close to us. So we we our our, our countries are, are, are like we're we're like parallel now. But like mm-hmm. yeah, in mm-hmm. early two thousand was different. So it's great when you when I when you I hear you mention that album because that album for me was so good. So yeah, nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thank Very you. Nice. Well. Andrew, that brings us to the end of the the Pair of Kings interview experience. I want to take the time to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. This has been a super fun episode. We really appreciate all the all the insight you gave, the stories you told, and all the amazing sneakers that are sitting in your closet as well. Um, before we get out of here, <laughs> take as much time as you'd like. Uh, maybe give some shout outs. Tell the people where they can find you on socials. I mean. Your, your Instagram at will be in the title of this episode, but tell yep. the people what's going on in your world. Uh, they can catch me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Andrew Fung, uh, TikTok, the Andrew Fung. And uh, please watch Kim's Convenience, available on Netflix um, or any of your streaming apps. And uh, we just finished season five, which is our, 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 our final season. It's airing up in Canada right now, but it will drop in the US as soon as it's done. And uh, if you are a fan of Kim's Convenience, thank you so much for watching. Thank you again to Andrew. As always, thank you so much to everybody for listening. Um, as always, please reach out, engage with us. We have a thriving Discord community that we would love for you to join. And on every single one of our guest episodes, we ask our guest to give us a word, a phrase, something to message at Pair of Kings Pod on Instagram to join. Um, Andrew, would you like to give us some sort of word, phrase, whatever to message Pair of Kings to gain access to the Discord? Um, captcha. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I think it's timely for us. We got to find where's the signs? Where's the bus? Where's the boat? <laughs> the right. scariest ten seconds. Yo, release. <laughs> Wait, am I am I a human? Am I, I am I a robot? Trains am I, look am like. I, am I a human? Have you guys ever done the captcha tests? Like, have you ever done the 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 the, the workout? No, no. Yeah, there's like a there's like a, 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 well, I've used it where there's like just a site where it just tests you just like try to do the capture as fast as possible. It's like to like it's like the oh. Olympics of training for getting past bot protection on a Shopify site. So you got to train if you're gonna if you're gonna. What if you get too good? What if you get too good? You become a machine. They think you're a bot. They think you're a bot. You got to be good enough. Spot. That you beat the majority of people, but shitty enough that you're not considered a robot. <laughs> yeah. So that's my word, captcha. Uh, all <laughs> right, okay. folks. If you'd like to join the Pair of Kings Discord, message us captcha to prove you uh, listen to this episode, and we will send you the invite. But, but Andrew, as my goodness, oh, thank sorry. you so much again for taking the time to join us. This was an absolute blast of an episode, and I'm sure the listeners at home are going to love it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for having me, guys. Yeah, to all the new listeners, to all the old listeners, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I am Saul Thompson on Instagram, at Saul Thompson, joined each and every week by my lovely co-host. I'm John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram, at John Hogaboom. 
and this very special week with a guest none other than Andrew Fung. You can find him on Instagram. I believe it's just at Andrew Fung. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That is P-H-U-N-G. Go check him yeah. out. Go watch Kim's Convenience. It is an incredible show. I think all seasons are available on Netflix except the newest one, mm-hmm. um, which is the final season. So go check that out when it comes out. But this has been the Pair of Kings podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Pair of Kings Pod, on Twitter at Pair of Kings Pod, on TikTok at Pair of Kings Pod. You can join the Discord, message us, whatever method you choose to engage. We thank you so very much for joining us, spending your time listening and engaging. Um, everybody, thank you so much. This has been the Pair of Kings podcast, where we bring you business as usual. Tom Fuller is planned twice a week, every week for the foreseeable future. Take care, have a great Thursday, and wear what you like and like what you wear. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Thursday. Bye. Thank you, guys.